Hello and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing, where each week we talk about life-changing and talk-provoking conversations geared at bringing you healing wherever you are at any stage in life. Friends, we are continuing our conversation today with our two wonderful guests, Dr. Norma Obona, and our second guest is Dr. Tolu, uh, Christine Tolu Ajayi. We are continuing our conversation on to say or not to say, I do. So let's dive in. Well, uh, Christine and Norma, thank you so much for uh, joining us again to continue our discussion on um, the all-important uh, single lifestyle in our country. So we'll go back to um, Christine and ask um, this question because uh, in part one, we kind of uh, alluded to it. Uh, there is a rising divorce rate all across uh, the world, uh, in the church especially. Um, uh, in Hollywood, uh, for those of us on this part of the world, and in every facet of our life, uh, this is, uh, I say all the time that even if you are not going through divorce, you know somebody who is, uh, a friend, a family member. And so how does the, the, the idea of um, the rising divorce rates uh, impacts one's decision to remain single? Uh, does it have any pull at all, or is it just something that I am making up myself? Yeah, I think I think it is impacting a lot of people now, um, especially as we talked about before. Like women are able to take care of themselves; they don't need that financial dependence from the man. So, if you are going to get married and you feel like, or you are afraid that it might end in divorce, then there's no point of, of getting married. Again, everything comes down to foundation and what you believe. There are people who are willing to live together, buy a house together, do things together, but not do the legal part of marriage, just so that when if, if and when they get divorced, they don't have to deal with, with the separation of divorce there are people who are living their lives like that and are, and are happy doing that and and so um if you are somebody who who is okay with that then what's the point of getting married you are with somebody that you love you are having the companionship you even have children together what's the point of marriage to you marriage is just a piece of paper um saying that whatever you're doing is legal and and so i think that's a lot of mindset that many people have and there's no point in getting married really um if you're someone who believes in the institution of marriage and that it is something created by god meant to um not just bless our lives but also to improve the world in general through the marriage then you then you want you want to make sure or you you are trying to be careful i'd say in choosing your partner so that you don't end up like the other people that are getting married um and then getting divorced because like i said before there are many people who would um get married for superficial reasons and don't want to do the work to keep the marriage and so when it doesn't work out when you're not happy with something that you see you know then that that's it. I'll just go find somebody else to get married to. I'll find somebody else that will fulfill my needs. And then that's it. You know, you're, you don't want to honor that contract you made. You don't want to try and work to change, to change things. You, it doesn't work for you. So you end it. And so if you have that mindset, then, um, divorce is no big deal. What was the big deal? I can divorce this person. I can get married again. I, I can divorce this person if it doesn't work out. Um, and so it depends on, 
on your mindset, your foundation, and um, what you want to achieve. Uh, and I think the high rate of divorce is influencing a lot of people because nobody wants to go through something that's heartbreaking as divorce, especially when children are involved as well. Mm -hmm. It can be very difficult to deal with. And so if you can avoid that and be happy, then that you might as well do that. You, you might you don't want to you know throw your heart in the ring and and go through all this pain and suffering for for nothing and be on the losing end at the end of the day. Um, so the high rate of divorce really is influencing the way that people, especially younger people, are, are seeing marriage. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And um, I will ask a follow up question, but I'll divert it to Norma. Um, just so we will be able to kind of um, uh, wrap up fairly shortly. But um. Uh, for the next 10 minutes, really, I guess we will talk about this. So, Norma, um, the, based on the answer Christine gave, I really do think that that is certainly true. But um, uh, let's take it from the uh, perspective of the acceptability of divorce and how that also is um, impacting uh, uh, people's ability to even be single, not even think about marriage, but actually the ability to be single. Because if I think that I can get married and get divorced whenever I want, then I don't want to be single. I'll, I'll hang out with anyone I want, get married, and then just get divorced, in my opinion. So how um, does the acceptability of divorce actually um, also play a role in here? So... Um... Again, I think this is one of those questions that's um, multifaceted, so we kind of have to peel off the layers like, you know, you would an onion. Um, there are pros and cons to how things have played out in terms of how divorce is more acceptable today. Mm. Um, in the pros, I would say for a lot of women who've been through bad situations like d domestic violence, um, mm. you know, and very unhealthy situations yes we might look back and say oh yes if we had it marriage was you know valued a lot more before a lot of people stayed married but do you know what they were going through in that marriage do you know what they were suffering through um so a lot of women accept things in silence and they stay in marriages very unhealthy marriages for the benefit of their children did that really benefit mm -hmm. the family i don't really think so mm -hmm. you know a lot of women mm -hmm. lost their lives because they didn't feel like they could come out and say that this was happening or lose the identity of marriage. So, I mean, in a society like the Nigerian or African society, a huge part of your identity is your marriage. So how do you, even in the, mm. Catholic, in the, in the church generally, not even the Catholic church, but that's part of, oh, it's for life. So for better, mm. for worse, if he's beating you, you take it. And a lot of times it's like, oh, it's something the woman is doing wrong. You know, oh, you're not giving your husband what you should be giving him and all that kind of nonsense. Um, so in that sense, yes, it's a benefit that a woman is now able to be more um, vocal about what she's going through and say, no, I'm not going to tolerate this. I have boundaries and I can take Absolutely. care of myself. If something is not safe for me, I'm going to leave. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's creating that sense of it's part of the whole Me Too movement and everything we know that society is making a lot of noise about. And like I said, there are pros and cons. But when I think of the pros, it's those things. Women are now able to advocate for themselves and being able to get themselves out of bad situations. But yes, we also have, you know, uh, situations where the divorce rate is sky high. Everybody is now scared. And when you think about uh, me personally, that makes me worried 
you know, do when I think about, okay, do I actually want to be married? I know I want mm. to be at some point, but I have to think of the practical aspect. And it's not easy to divorce. It's very expensive. And as a physician, I know Especially that. when you're a physician. Exactly. If I'm married to somebody who doesn't make as much as I make, he's taking me to the cleaners. So I have to make sure that I protect myself with a prenup and all that. We have to have that beforehand. So all those things, as a physician, you have to understand those things. You have to understand the state in America that you're in. Is it a common law state? Is it all those technical details? You have to know. So you have to protect yourself. Like they say, CYA, mm -hmm. right? You know, you can't go into it with rose-colored glasses and say, oh, I love this person. I'm so in love. Oh, lovely, lovely. It's syrupy, syrupy. <laughs> Things go south. We've seen that. It happens every day, you know? So, and, you know, in a lot of areas, when you have a divorce, that person is now, can get half of even whatever you make in the future. That is ridiculous. Wow. You know, so you have to understand all of those technicalities. It is. So before you say you want to get married, do your research and think <laughs> about it. So it is a scary landscape. Everything is, you know, the legal aspect. You have to think about it. Um, and then just the tragic feeling of, you know, so getting to know somebody to that level where you get married. It's a vulnerable place to be at that place where you share your life with somebody. And then that mm -hmm. comes to a halt and that ends. And children may or may not be involved, even if they're not. It's a tragic thing because I think that that hurts Christ to see that happen, you know. So wow. there, there, there's so many things we have to think about, you know, in terms of how divorce is changing the landscape. Um, mm -hmm. I'm part of a a ministry it's an online ministry called authentic intimacy it's run by a christian psychologist i've you know bought and read a lot of her books and i've actually done some of the online bible studies she actually talks about a lot of the personal things that the church doesn't want to talk about she goes there she's kind of known as uh, the lady who talks about sex all the time but she talks <laughs> in depth about those things and she's brought a lot of healing to people because she's able to sift through it and help people come to the table. And even dating relationships, the society and the church is all about marriage. That's a sense of identity. So there's not, not much of a place for single people. Um, so she's trying to create that and bring that to the forefront and say, hey, there's nothing wrong with single people. They're not handicapped. They're not outcasts in society. If you're not married by 40 or 50, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Why does society look at it like that? Why, why is there a stain? Why is there a sense of you don't have an identity or you have not come to the table if you're not married? Why do we think like that? You know, so we need to reframe our thinking. Um, she has a lot of great books out, but, you know, some things she's talked about um, have been in terms of intimacy and how to build all those things. And you have to know the why. Why does divorce happen? before you even think about okay um marriage so how can you even before you get married how how can you proof your marriage i mean you can't do 100 percent, but how can Absolutely. you prepare so you know you don't you're less likely to go down the road of divorce you know so how can you wow. build yourself wow. up to prevent that so you have to think about all those things so if you fail to prepare prepare to fail 
what does Christ actually say about it? Because you wow. have to talk about the sexual aspect. The church says, oh, no, don't talk about it. It's, uh, it's too personal. But no, people are going through it every day. That's a huge part of marriage, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're certainly going to dive into the impact of society since you um, brought that up uh, so that we can uh, wrap up. Uh, yeah. But um, I, I also, um, uh, one of the sections we talked about, I think we uh, kind of, briefly talked about the responsibility in marriage. And I think that's something that a lot of um, our younger generation is missing. Uh, that um, uh, if you see marriage as an institution made by God, then your responsibility is not to the institution, but the one who made it. And so our responsibility in marriage is not to the institution itself. And so I remember I was talking to Harriet about this, uh, and I did mention to her, I said, my responsibility in this marriage is to God. And the good news is the person you obey has a responsibility towards you. And so if I keep my res responsibility to God and obey him through what he has prescribed for this marriage, which absolutely does not include abuse, then he has a responsibility to keep me in this marriage. And I think a lot of us young Christians and non-Christians, obviously, don't realize that we think that oh i'm marrying this person because my responsibility is to that person no it's not if it was to that person then you don't have to take it to church you don't need to have it blessed you don't need to exchange vows no if it was to that person you can do that in your bedroom and that's it marriage is done it's instituted but there is a protocol there is an institution that has levels or stages in it that you have to go through because when you go and you say, I do, your responsibility changes. And I think that is something that sometimes uh, our young um, uh, friends and uh, uh, our young generation don't realize and it's costing us dearly. So since, Norma, you started talking about the impact of society, let's um, finish up with that conversation because I think we can talk about this for hours. <laughs> um, but um, society and family how um do they impact being single i know you started answering this question uh so i just want to uh, bring it to you and then we will divert it to um, christine and finish up how do they impact being single uh, with all the pressures and things like that that comes from uh, uh society like you were talking about that's a great question and i think that's where growth comes in because as you grow up you grow you know you're born into a family and you learn the ideologies and what we stand for and all that which is great you know it's good to have those you know standards but as you grow up and you mature you learn what's constructive and what's not so yes there's a lot of pressure but you have to understand okay is this just society or is and is that right you know um mm. And what exactly is this from the church? Is this man-made or is this from Christ? Is this of Christ? So mm. you have mm. to know those differences. So that's where maturity comes in. There's a lot of pressure and society has done a very poor job about representing <laughs> relationships um, the right way. So I think a lot of discussions we're having now is to try to reframe that so we understand what exactly is right and try to start living that out daily. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and um, I will ask you the same uh, question, Christine, because um, one of the things that uh, Norma was uh, uh, answering uh, the question 
one thing that I, I, I keep going to is the fact that someone says this is the way it's always been done doesn't make it right. Um, uh, and right only has its basis on what is really true. And truth has its basis in God. And so when we go back that way, I know, Christine, you've mentioned fundamentals, the foundation, um, a lot throughout this conversation, and it does certainly uh, seem to um, be something that you care so dearly about. So I think um, our audience being uh, aware of these things, that what is really your source of truth? Is it just what, like Norma said, has been man-made? Is it just what your family has created? What is your source of truth? So I want you to pick up the same question, um, <laughs> um, but um, I, I want you to kind of factor in that uh, concept of what truth is, even as you pick up from where uh, Norma uh, left uh, off um, with society and family and their impact and their pressures upon our um, ability to be single. And I know I keep saying being single and I haven't defined it. So probably we will have to define that before we end our conversation today. What singleness is actually all about. So please, uh, if you can pick up on the impact of society and family on being single and what the idea of fundamental truth or background um, plays a role in there, um, that would be great. Okay, I think the the first thing would be that I feel like society sees singlehood as a big problem that needs to be solved, and that is that is the first issue. Uh, we know if somebody is not married by a certain age, then there is there is a problem, and we have been taught that, and a lot of us believe that. And so, if um, so, like Norma said, there's a there's a there's a switch or a flip that's happening with society, and hopefully, it, it continues that way where we see that um, singlehood is not necessarily a problem, but it could mm. it's more of a choice because you want something better for yourself. Um, because if um, if it was all just about getting married, then that might be fairly easy. You just find somebody who doesn't care about anything or care about what you care about, and then just get married to that that person, and then deal with whatever happens afterwards. Um, so I think society seeing having understanding that society sees singlehood as a problem when it really isn't a problem, but it's more of a phase, a choice, a decision rather than it being a major problem that needs to be solved um, no matter no matter how we solve it, either by you know being in a marriage that doesn't pay pay you, that's not that that can be abusive, um, that can be bad, that can make your life worse, um, things like that. So um singlehood is not necessarily a problem um that needs to be solved immediately, but mm -hmm. something that can be, you know, a choice that you you make and you can make right decisions to end up in a happy marriage. Um, what What is truth? That, that is a very uh, layered question because um, you could say truth, everybody is making up what their truth is now, nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like anything, anything goes, you just have to consider your feelings. This is how I feel and that is my truth. Um, and so um, 
that is a difficult question to answer. And uh, like you said, I've said everything is all about foundation. And that's what I believe everything is about. You know, it's what you believe. It's what you're going to live the way you, you live, the way you believe. And um, what you believe will become your truth. And so it's, it's, there, it's not just, there's not just one truth answer, I would say, but it's just, um, you, you have to live by what you believe and then do what you feel is right. But then at the same time, who are you answering to? If you're answering to yourself, then anything that you feel is right. But if you're answering to a higher power, then whatever that higher power says is mm. what's going to be right. So I hope that sort of answered your questions. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really, and I know that this was a difficult question and it wasn't to put you on the spot or anything. Uh, this is our of healing. We have conversations about these difficult things. And so um, uh, what, the reason uh, that I asked you uh, is uh, actually what you alluded to, that um, uh, if you don't answer to anyone, then your truth becomes what you feel is true. But, and I guess I will throw this as a, a, a follow-up question to both you and Norma, but does that make it true? The fact that I feel one way, does that necessarily make that true? If it is not in concordance with fu uh, the fundamentals or the, um, the original intent of whatever that thing is. So does feelings necessarily equate truth? And then the other question is, is it, are we trying to say as a society, not you, but as a society, that everybody has to get married? And okay. what is the foundation for that? Okay, so is, the, is, I'll take your last question somewhere? first. That <laughs> if, like, um, if everybody has to get married, um, I think the goal of or what we believe the goal of life is should be is happiness. Everybody wants to wake up happy. Everybody wants to do what makes them happy. And so for the longest time, we have felt getting married, having children, having a good job, living in a good house, driving a good car. All those things are supposed to make you happy. And so if you are missing marriage, then the other things are not going to make you as happy. So we have this ideology that marriage is going to make you happy so everybody should get married because everybody should be happy and everybody should have all those things um that is not necessarily true as we have seen because there's a high rate of divorce there are people in unhappy marriages and things like that but that is where that idea comes from that you know we, we want to be happy and marriage is one of the major things that will make you happy and so that's where we get that idea from from society um yeah, so I, I will actually um, uh, kind of um, uh, tag a little bit on the answer you just gave us yeah. um, on the, the, the purpose of, of uh, life. Mm -hmm. I think that the reason or the goal of everybody's life should be purpose-driven. I agree. Because I think that the happiness that we seek comes when we are fulfilling our purpose or when we know our purpose. And I, I say that because uh, even in scripture, um, we are told that marriage is not for everybody. And so if marriage is not for you and you force yourself to get married, you deviate him from your purpose. And so happiness will not come. 
And I think that becomes a bigger issue uh, than happiness itself because you're deviating from... So um, I know we just... Uh, I don't know if we, we add this already or not, but there was a section um, that we recently recorded that talks about uh, purpose in life. And one thing that I had said in there was, imagine you go to the um, shop, let's say Costco, and you buy a deep freezer. You bring the deep freezer home and you decide to put your eggs and your, uh, your milk, uh, your daily things that you need, that you just want them to be a little bit chill, your vegetables, your everything. You decide to put it in the deep freezer. Now, the freezer is going to refrigerate it, all right, but it will do a little bit more than what you were expecting. And at that moment, because you are not using the equipment for the purpose for which the manufacturer made it, you are deviating from the intent of it. And so that brings a problem. And I think that is what ends up in a lot of our lives, that for us to know our purpose, we have to connect it to the source. The person who designed the equipment designed it with a purpose in mind. And so if we substitute the purpose in mind for the equipment with our personal desire and our personal feeling, well, it's a refrigerator and it has a thermostat, so I'm going to turn the freezer thermostat to one and put all my stuff in there and expect them to be just chill. You are deviating from the intent with which that equipment was made. And so I say that uh, to go back to the question that I had asked earlier, and I believe, Norma, you can pick up on this and then we will try and wrap up in a few minutes here. But that is how I see truth. That truth as its very core or as its very origin has right to it. What is true is right. And you cannot deviate from what is right and expect that to be true. And so that is my humble suggestion. I mean. I could be wrong, but that is why I'm posing it to the panel, that how does the concept of truth itself and with our whole ideas of alternative facts and things like that, that Christine, I think you alluded to, how does that impact our ability to even function in a society as a single person for the purpose of this conversation? Yes, I definitely think we're not all, marriage is not for everybody. We're not all called to uh, get married. But again, that all boils down to how well do we know ourselves? Are we just going through life because that's been the status quo for generations and that's just how things should be done? Um, or is that is that really our desire? Or is that what we're called to do? So a lot of that has to do with the emotional intelligence I talked about, knowing yourself, knowing what your truth is. Um, and, you know, just learning about society generally and how you fit into it. You don't always have to blindly do what everybody else has done. You can chart your own life, but are you brave enough to do so? Um, mm. Do you know what you've been called to do? It takes a lot of courage to actually step aside from the pressures of your family or society and say, oh, because everybody's doing it, you should do it. No, not necessarily. Um, but we have to have that level of um, insights and knowledge mm. to say, okay, I, I, I'm going to mature and I know, okay, this is not for me and that's okay. 
Um, but so, so those are a lot of the pressures uh, that we deal with. But yeah, marriage is not for everybody. And I think we have because of ju just falling blindly, you know, we've 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 gone through a lot of pain and drama and torture um, and come full circle. Uh, all of that. And then, you know, you finally learn at the end of the day when you've hit rock bottom or you have hurt so many people down the line, you finally learn, oh, okay, I shouldn't have done that, you know, mm. but you live and you learn, as they say. So, yes, yeah, it's, wow. it's not for everyone. There are a lot of people who <laughs> well... should not ever be married. There are a lot of people <laughs> who should not be parents. I see a lot of <laughs> nonsense. And um, somebody should have warned you before. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Thank you so much. Well, um, uh, we 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 certainly are very uh, grateful to uh, Doctor uh, Tolu Ajayi and Doctor Obona for their time and their their um, uh, wisdom and grace today that they have shared with us. Uh, I mean, I just realized that this conversation just for part two alone has gone on for a whole hour. So um, we will be wrapping up uh, um, at this point, but I, I always do this. I don't close any section without giving up the um, uh, opportunity to share final thoughts, um, to summarize what they have intended to get around, uh, across to our audience with them. So I'll certainly um, open it up to um, Dr. Christine Tolu Ajayi uh, to give us a, a summary of uh, the things or the one or two things that you really want our audience after this section to be able to pick up from uh, our conversation today. Wow. wow, Joe. Well, we talked about a lot of things, so I, I, I don't know if I can summarize it all, but <laughs> I would say that uh, marriage is a personal decision and um, it's it's not something that should be rushed into. It's not something that you should be pressured into. And um, it's something that should bring joy to you, people around you, and improve your life. And um, and so have that in mind with whatever decision you make when you are looking at a relationship, considering a relationship and considering marriage. And then also have to think about the, the legal and financial aspect of it because reality is that um, you you sometimes you might have to protect yourself um, depending on what the situation is. It's not going to be for everybody. And um, like marriage is not always for everybody, like we have said, but it's, it's going to be your own choice at the end of the day. So um, just trust what you believe in and uh, go from there. Sounds good. Thank you so much. And uh, closing remarks from uh, Dr. Norma Obona, um, who uh, joined us today all the way from Ohio. So I, I will emphasize this just as a parting um, message. Please, please, please invest in yourself in growth um, and learning about who you are. And uh, remember to practice humility and you know, that will take you very far. And remember to always look at yourself in the mirror and really constructively self-evaluate yourself and try to be as whole as you can before you attempt to bring someone else into your life. Uh, because you want to, the thing you want to keep in mind is who do I want to be? What, what legacy am I leaving? Um, and do your best to get yourself to that level as much as you can. Um, wow. 
and that will take you pretty far. Wow. Thank you so much uh, to our panel um, today. One thing that I really uh, uh, will stick with me uh, after this conversation was the statement from Dr. Tolu Ajayi that said singleness or being single is not a disease that needs to be cured. Thank you so much for joining us um, uh, for another uh, thought-provoking and I, I may I say reverent conversation on to say or not to say I do. A conversation that you need to have with yourself before you even venture into the dating and the marriage stratosphere. God bless you so much for tuning in uh, this week as well as we brought you the conclusion of our conversation on the part two of our conversation. Friends, we love you so much and we thank you so much for all that you do to continue to share our podcast with your loved ones. God bless you and we will see you same time next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.